Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Passers wide open. Gets the puck. Tours! That's the only reason I do these podcasts, is so I can hear all those amazing things about myself. So thanks for having me, and now I'm signing off. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. said welcome to the pp1 podcast we got a fun show for you tonight i forgot to record i'm so sorry we got a fun show me and ted ted's at the office i'm in the basement with potentially consistent wi-fi i don't know maybe i'll cut out we don't know we got a lot to talk about believe it or not not a lot of canucks talk as you're probably guessing because has anything happened we got some we got some over under planned uh, I think we're going to save that. Brady wanted to do the gamut, so we got some oh, other okay. stuff. But we'll we'll figure it out. Because, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of Canucks stuff. There hasn't really been a lot of hockey stuff in the last week and a bit. Uh, we had our big episode last week with Dave Haxtell. That was a ton of fun. I just uh, edited some video clips, so I'm going to try to post a bunch of those tonight. Ted, we haven't chatted. Uh, I didn't play ball this week with you guys because I was... Yeah, what happened? Well, so it's speed skating season. And uh, so I, I get to help out with putting in like the lines and like where everything goes on the ice. So we, you know, do all the measurements, Guaranteed. drill some holes, pour some like paint lines and stuff. So it's pretty legit, pretty legit. Speaking so, of legit, mm-hmm. your kid's legit. Which one? Yeah, yeah, both, both of, them. of them. Yeah. Um, our, our oldest might have a shot at uh, nationals this year. Yeah, man, that's rad. So I'm trash talking. I said, "Well, I'm like, you gotta have the numbers. You go, you don't think I could do it? I'm like, I, what? I I do think you can do it, but also <laughs> you have to still put up the numbers. They're not just gonna give you a call and say, hey, uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna come out to where wherever they yeah. have the nationals. Maybe When's Calgary? the last time you tried to lace up a pair of speed skates? Uh, the answer to that would be never. But never, this never is this tried. is the year. I'm doing it. We should almost make this like a a feature that we do. I've never used speed skates either. I was going to ask you how badly your daughter would smoke you in a race. Oh, she'd murder me. It wouldn't even be close, to be perfectly honest. So instead of you racing, so instead of you racing her, maybe you know Addie and you know maybe maybe you and I should race. And the thing is, they want us. They want more people to try it out. So there are adult skates and there are skin suits. So like we, if we're gonna do this. <laughs> this is content, folks. Content. Hashtag content. Yeah. And so, like, the skin suits, too, are, like, the the retro Canucks colors. So, like, the skate colors. Yeah. So, Germany. Very. Yes. <laughs> but And, you know, it's funny. It says Nagano. They're Nagano skating on them. So, Kelowna, Nagano. Very, very awkward. Okay. So Well, I th- I'm, I'm down for that. It's you versus me. Can you set that up? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We can make this if, happen. If you can set it up. I'll make it. I'll, I'll show up and I'll put on a pair of. We're gonna do this. Apparently, it's like really, really tough. Like it's not to put a skin suit on. That too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's a few I'll COVID pounds here. You were you wore the skin suit to the forty. So I mean. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I guess I could wear the skin suit to to race you, and I'll fall on my ass. It should yeah. be great. It's have like a full skin. Have suit. Have you skated in them at all? No. Okay, so then that's great. I won't try them. You won't try them. Yeah. 
We'll it'll, show up. It'll be less dangerous than when we did uh, sled sledge hockey. Well, I gashed my leg open. In yeah. That one. yeah, no chance right. at at, yeah. at violence here. So. Sledge hockey was great. That it was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, especially on the Olympic on the Olympic sized drink. Very cool. Yeah, I had a blast. So I think we should definitely set that. I'm gonna get my volume up here. It feels like we're kind of quiet. So should, uh, yes. maybe we'll get the the Ballhawk podcast boys in on that one too. We'll make it a a bit of a Blundell alumni event. It could be interesting. It could be Chris's redemption on you. I think he would have an upper hand for sure because I never played organized hockey. So even at the very although that kind of goes out the door because you're keeping your blades basically on the ice a lot of the time, whereas um, on like a hockey skate you can rock right. You've got more of that. Mm. Kind of more of that uh, angled blade where everything... Is it more similar? Because I don't know a thing. Right. And I know you don't know anything about skating, but your daughters skate. Yeah. Is it uh, is it a convex or concave blade? Like, is it shaped? Like, is, is, a, is a speed skate more similar to a goalie skate? Or a um, skate? Well, even a goalie skate still has a bit of an angle to it, right? Like, they're not 100% flat, whereas the speed mm. skates are, like... They're linear to the ice. Oh, okay. Or parallel. One linear one way. Linear one way. Both ways. <laughs> and and uh yeah, parallel to the ice. So yeah, it's uh I've talked to a few people, uh a few of the dads um that have their kids on on the club and they said when they try, like it's it's an eye opener because you it think it looks impossible. You think like how hard can it be, right? Like eventually I could get it. You know, there's a reason that, you know, people get really good at these things because it's not easy to do so i don't know man i don't think it looks easy at all i'd be i'd love to try it out and I'd, I'd love to to race you i think that'd be fun and apparently my form is just atrocious too so like my wife's got the speed skating rollerblades too you should see these things she put those well, on like race christine i don't i don't feel like getting embarrassed it should at least be a close race no 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 like it'll be you and me there will be there will be no pros in there so yeah anyway so that is uh <laughs> That's 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 chat. So we had actually uh, before we get into the hockey, like we got to enjoy this. This is a summer version of our podcast, so clearly there hasn't been a ton to talk about. It could be coming any time now, but there hasn't been. Um, obviously, the big news that's going on in BC. Everything got, you know, we kind of went back a stage for the whole, uh, you know, with the masks and everything. So we're back to that. As well as this whole vaccine passport thing and all the NHL teams, a lot of the professional um, sports teams are adopting this as well as, you know, the minor league teams like the WHL, CHL, yeah. they're all they're all kind of employing this. Abbotsford so, Connects. Uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, definitely a bit of a game changer as well. But uh, I mean, I guess technically it's it's not like a public thing. It is private. So. They they can choose, they can choose how they want to allow people well, in. What's I the think. rule? The rule is what it, unless it's you the have grocery to, market, or the grocery store, or church. Like you gotta you gotta be vax ready, right? And it's, I mean, it's such a big conversation. I I still don't. I mean, I go to church, but at the same time, it and it's it's very interesting to see how many people will come in with a mask and then sit down. All of a sudden, everything disappears. All of a sudden, or when you go to a restaurant, I find is really weird. When you have to wear a mask when you walk in, sit down, and as soon as you sit down, they're still wearing a mask, your server or or your waitress or waiter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get to take your mask off, and all of a sudden, we're all good. Like, all of a sudden, it's wiped clean. Everybody's okay. I, again, that's a pretty deep conversation. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the act of sitting in line or whatever. and There just has to be a black and white. If you make it gray at all, sure, then it just turns into a big thing, right? Like, sure. you're at a table, it's off. You're not at a table, it's on. Yeah. So anyway, the that's, toddlers. The toddlers can follow that one, right? Th- yeah. That's that's a pretty deep conversation. You're not coming to our uh, esteemed. But actually, did you see? I was gonna say I was gonna make a joke about you know where we kind of rank, but we had a pretty big week last week. It was a big week. Yeah. We jumped up like triple digits. One hundred and five spots. Yeah. We were like sixty fourth. There's a few shows that I will not name that were ahead of us because they've been trying to steal our our namesake. Um, some guy named Wyatt thinks he's going to start running the PP2 podcast, which was my idea in the first place. <laughs> so I'm a little bit butthurt about that. But uh, yeah, very awesome. Thanks again Just to Dave Haxtell and uh, and Dixon Ward for coming on and making that all possible. Like that was a big get. I think that was a that was a bit of a pump from those guys for sure. Mm-hmm. For, for the PP one, they, was it just the PP podcast ahead of us. 
<laughs> that was an old. It's an OnlyFans podcast. <laughs> speaking of pee pee, oh, that's also crazy. The OnlyFans thing. That is right? something else. Yeah. Speaking of pee pee, did you have you seen the? Do uh, you remember Nirvana's Nevermind? I saw this. Right, that like most epic cover of like the baby chasing the the money in the pool. Yeah. yeah. And his, his little pee pee's there. Yeah. Anyways, that that kid on the Nevermind cover has like continued to snap him a photo of himself with pants on or shorts on or right. whatever. As he's aged through the years, and now he's like full grown man with a it's beard, like thirty or something, right? And a huge flow or whatever, mm-hmm. doing the same thing in the pool. It's just pretty hilarious. And he's suing Nirvana. What? Yeah, did you? I okay, thought that's I where you're going with this. Like this. He's no I, no, I don't like it. He's yeah. I, I thought that's where you're going. So he's suing Nirvana because it's like, uh, what did he say? Child pornography. Oh come on! The dude has have you? He's had like a Rolling Stone article about that the thing you're talking about. Um, like the dude's made money from this, I'm sure, but now he's, he's clearly hard up for money and feels that he's going to go this because you can sue for anything now. What is it? I think it was uh, Bad Spit tweeted it. This is the first time I saw it. Guy, the guy who was the baby on Nirvana's Nevermind album cover, certainly worked overtime through the years to remind us that he was the baby on the Nirvana cover. So I mean, it's not like he hasn't been. He's had. He's, he's out there suing Nirvana because he was on the cover, but then he's taken versions of the same photo over the years right. so that everybody remembers that he's the guy sounds pretty cop like if you're if you're still trying to get some money out of something like your life is clearly hasn't amounted to a whole lot at this point like you need to find a better action you know you got to find a better route so what's funny is, is he kind of looks a little bit like Kurt Cobain which is hilarious. <laughs> weird turn yeah. uh there's a few other things that are crazy so I am officially done breaking bad I finished Ooh, yeah. I, I I texted you I was gonna wait and I just couldn't wait. Well, I don't know when you're going to be ready to do this. I'll watch it again well, with yeah, you. I, I'm a slow. I'm a slow burn. Man. I know. Have you finished that book that I lent you like four years ago? No, but I am halfway through it. It's a great book. <laughs> it was halfway through the last three times I've asked. <laughs> you know what happens? It's a good book. You should finish it before the season starts. You get kids. Yeah, I have kids. And then you get busy, and then you just forget. And then when they're old enough that you're good to just start reading again, you're like, I don't do that. I don't do reading. I don't do smart anymore. So what 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 is smart? SMRT. So anyway, I finished it. It is great. Thank you for somehow I don't know, indirectly getting me to watch this show. I crushed it in less time than you did, which I'm super impressed with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I have a pretty busy schedule too, so You do, yeah. So that makes sure. me better. So that's great. But one thing does, that does I does anybody else have this problem? Like it's not a problem, but I I have shows that I watch, and Christy watches shows that she watches. Yeah, like she watches all the doctory stuff, right? She likes the the Grey's Anatomy and the Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I I don't mind the Chicago stuff. Too. I don't like the Chicago Met. That's what it's called. So she watches this when when I go out in sports. Right. Right. Like when I'm at ball, she's usually watching the doctory shows. Right. But because the the pandemic there's been no sports we've been together watching all our shows so she's like way behind on all her doctory shows and i'm behind on stuff like breaking bad and right that, that i was watching pretty frequently up until recently right so now right. i'm really chipping it's like an episode a week like i'm back into real time now right oh that's yeah. all right that's good not that anybody's paying attention but we are live welcome to the pp1 podcast if you're tuning in late or i'm slow at pu- apparently pushing a button that didn't say yes so <sighs> So we this is this is a, a calamity of errors, but that's okay. Another one that I've what, noticed. What you, mean you forgot to push the button. I pushed the button and it didn't say yes. So we're now officially live. So everybody's tuning in. That's why I'm <laughs> wondering. Don't worry, I'm taping it. So we're good. We're good. I got oh it on the God. VHS. Yeah. Someone is going to be taking my job very, very soon. So in case you're wondering, this and this is why you have to listen to the podcast. Think of all the stuff you missed on the live video chat. Dean's like, you're off the you guys are off the network. This is terrible. But have you seen... I was like... There's just so much pop culture stuff going on right now. Have you seen this this milk crate thing? Oh, my God. Where are we here? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing... Um, anybody, if you're obviously watching, if people are coming in, a quick like little one-liner, what is going on with this milk crate thing? Why are people... You can break your neck. You can break your neck. I want to know where people are finding these that many milk crates. Ah, those are easy to find. I don't know, man. The grocery I stores. I think what it is, like, this is, like, it, this is somehow, is it more stupid or less stupid than, like, Tide Pod Challenge? No, it's less stupid because 
I mean, the Tide Pod Challenge, you're putting, you know, very harmful chemicals inside your body that could corrode away like your esophagus. So I'm going to give you stupidity. yourself from two stories up to yeah, cement. Yeah, not two stories. Come on. Uh, like a story. Maybe not two stories. Just like one book, not two books. Um. I mean, it must be because we I've seen some pretty unathletic people fall from great heights. And like neck breakers too, hey? Yeah, bad ones. Yeah. Like like full scorpion. Yeah. And I think it must be because people think like I'm in control athletically, I can yeah. handle this. Yeah. And it it's all good until they get to the top one and then it's on like Donkey Kong at that point. But you have to have these like play so perfectly. Like to have these milk crates so perfectly on there. If you've ever been on one milk crate, they're unstable. One. You know, you're trying to grab something in the yard. You just happen to have one. I don't know why you have one when you're a kid. You're stepping on one. Two is risky business. People are making oh, yeah. pyramids of these things. This isn't safe. Go back and to the high, ice bucket challenge. One, two. So there are what? A foot and a half each? By like five? Like that, yeah. So you're, yeah, so three, so six. Yeah, you're like close to eight feet, seven, eight feet. That's not, that's not safe, folks. That yeah. is not safe. No, that's a bad time. So I just, there's, there's been all these random things that have happened, and I've just, it, it's something. So um, before we get to the Canucks, we do have Canucks stuff to talk about. So we're going to get into our hockey finally here. There was an article posted on TSN's uh, Twitter feed uh, about three days ago, and they said, or the the byline was, Leafs core facing last dance scenario. Full (laughs) stop. Oh, no. Full stop, folks. Child, please. Okay. First of all, there's a couple things we got to unpack this for a second. This is awful. The last dance. anybody from back east that we could have pulled on to talk about this? I just I don't even want to do that because hopefully they understand that this is ridiculous. By last dance, you mean making the playoffs and getting ousted first round every year at best is at best. equal to winning an an an, an uh, a title. Oh, no, no, and not just a title, not just a title. They were on the verge, which eventually they did. They were on the verge of two three peats. And realistically, could have been seven in a row had MJ not decided to go and to try his his uh, hand at baseball. So I I decided to read this article. I just like the byline just drew me. Just so it worked. Then you got clickbaited. Uh, well, I had to do it for research for this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have read it at all. So listen to this: the eight best regular season teams in the National Hockey League over the past three seasons have amassed. Like this is just this is so insane. Have amassed twenty-four postseason victories with two championships to boot. Within that group resides the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Our feature team for this week's edition of Seven Questions. We ask if this is a last dance of sorts for the Maple Leafs core. Is this year's roster deep enough to get over the playoff hump? Are you kidding me? If it's last dance. Of sorts. If you're comparing it to the Chicago Bulls' last dance, the mantra yes. for that team. I mean, fuck. I'll tell you what. I cannot wait to see the Leafs documentary for this. I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> but like, come on. Like, of all it's things, trash. that's garbage. Like, it's clickbait. But even writing that, come on. You're you're better than that. I'm better than that. I know what clickbait looks like. And yes, you got me because we're chatting about it. But you got to be kidding me. Like you're gonna tag your name on that and be happy that that was that was under your umbrella. Yeah, it should just be last chance, right? The Canucks had some last chance rosters, right? Like West Coast Express was a was a they were on a last chance roster before the team went and did this the outdoor skate in Ottawa. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah, that was a last chance thing. If they didn't start winning playoff series, then they were gonna be ousted. I think the the Vancouver team was a last chance. You know, had they. Had they lost to Chicago, had they slayed the, had they not slayed the dragon, that team would have been dismantled. I feel. Oh, a hundred percent, absolutely. Right? I mean, so those are last chance scenarios, but those teams were doing more than the Leafs were doing. But you like that is such a heavy, heavy thing to say. You know what I mean? Like that is that is pretty bold to say that you're comparing it. And like you said, 
first round exits at best. But how they say that there is 24 victories in these top three teams with two championships to boot. And in the middle is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Come on. So because Vancouver spent so many years getting whipped by Chicago. Yeah. And building that great playoff rivalry and regular season rivalry. They were the f- they were the technical favorite heading into that series for Chicago. Yes, but they were the underdog. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because Chicago had so much swagger. They they owned them mentally. They they'd been Big Brother for so long. Does is is Toronto now the underdog heading into the playoffs, regardless of what happens in the regular season? I don't think so. I think there's there's still a lot there. I just think, just like every year, the media just overhypes everything about them. There there's a lot of talent on that team. I love it so much. But it, I mean, it fuels, it fuels the fire. I love it. Yeah, it's like a Snickers bar. Oh, do you want to get into food takes quickly? Why don't we break it up? Why don't we go hockey okay. for a little bit? Okay. Because we'll there's a few I'm, questions I'm that always about food takes. There's a few questions. Uh, Steve I got Fisher. called out a little. Speaking of food cake, I got called out a little bit this week, and we can talk about it. In a As minute. did I, and it carried over for like two days. So let's get into, I guess, a few things. Still no Patterson, no Hughes deals. I think that that isn't really news right now. It sounds, I'm sure they're trying to get it. These are big contracts. I don't think this is something should be rushed. Whatever, sort it out. No, I disagree. Oh, you think so? It should already be handled. Okay. I mean, realistically, we were this close to an offer sheet, or so we thought, right? Yeah, it should already be handled. It, it means that whatever they're trying to fit in with the cap, I'm thinking whatever they're trying to fit in, mm-hmm with those contracts and what they have currently with the cap isn't going to mesh financially. So they're probably asking for more than they have. So that means somebody's got to move. What else could be holding it up? I want you to play for the Canucks. Yeah. You're, you're under team control. What else is there? Mm -hmm. Well, one of them is under team control. Sort it out. Yeah. Like it should just be, it should just be sorted out. I, it's great that all the little things are taken care of and all those things are placed, but all of that means shit if these players don't get signed. It it does seem a little long, though. I'll give you that. It's a lot long. Yeah, it should already be taken care of. And like, maybe this is my non-humble opinion, but fuck, get it done. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, Jim. You did a done. bunch of good things. Now you're getting back into the bad things. Well, you also did some dumb things, but this, none of it matters if you don't sign the franchise players. It It is a bit long, though. It is. I don't know. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist calls it a career. Roberto Luongo instantly comes back with yeah. with was it? What do you call it? Two two goats, no cup podcast. Two goats, no cup. The thing is, I think Henrik Lundqvist is probably a better guy than that. He's like, ah, I, I think I could do better. You know what I mean? Like he's just that. Like as great as as great as Roberto Luongo is, Henrik Lundqvist. Has been pretty good. He's got some titles to his name. Pretty good. You know, he's 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 done some things. Very similar, right? Both goalies, uh, Stanley Cup Finals, mm-hmm. Olympic gold medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Hank's got some Vesnas, which I he the, probably beats. He beats Luongo in the hardware section. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like he's got, but but sheer numbers. I mean, we've I've had this conversation with a couple of guys. Can can you name? Can you name go. the best goalies from from that era? Hmm. I mean, I guess you kind of have to have. Is it the t- is it the two thousands? So, like, what Mark Andre Fleury would be in there? It'd have to be. I mean, yeah. Even if he wasn't technically as good of a goalie as those guys, which is argue arguable, I think he's, he's got enough he's cups under his straight. belt. Would you put Corey Crawford in there? I mean, he's probably got to be in the conversation. Right. I mean, whether you want him or not, right? he probably has to be. You're right. And if and if 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 he was starting the year that Anti Niemi won his cup with the Hawks, yeah, then he'd have another cup. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So I mean, Lundqvist, Luongo. Um, I'm just trying Carey to carry Price. Thinking out the West, Carey Price is at a pretty good run. Yeah, Pekarine, Tukarask. Oh. How do I forget Pecorini? Probably have to to have to, the Western Conference. Throw Vasilevsky in on this one too. I mean, he's oh yeah, couple cups. If you go just the two thousands, I mean, even Tim Thomas went on a run for, I mean, a hot minute anyway. I again, a decade yeah. wise, you're not going to give him that, but I mean, he did enough, won some trophies, got out of there. 
You've got uh, who else am I thinking? Well, I guess uh, would you have Bobrovsky in there? Bobrovsky. Well, I mean, there was a three-year run where Bob's was the best goal in the NHL. But he was also kind of a hot mess. Or, or too. right there. And, and we haven't even mentioned Luongo. Well, I thought we did. I thought Luongo was in this talk. Oh, did you say Luongo first? Yeah. Well, you said him and Hank, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm. So, so Ryan Miller. Yeah. Holy. Ryan Miller comes to mind. I mean, yeah. Tons, tons of elite goalies. I mean, Jaguar. Yeah, sure, Jaguar. He's got Jaguar's got cups. He's got a. He's got a a Conn Smythe. Yep. I mean, there's lesser guys. Like a very sad, a very like, sad one. <laughs> like Here's your trophy. Right? Those type of goalies. So, so it's it's an interesting conversation, but there is guys like, and I put Pecorine on on this list too. So Rene, yeah, he was nuts. Uh, Lund- Henrik Lundqvist, Roberto Luongo, Carey Price, those guys who 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 haven't won or didn't win during that era. There are Dan Marinos. So you could do two fun lists, right? The, the, those guys would probably fall on both lists: the 2010s, the 2000s. And it'd be an interesting, it'd be a really hotly debatable list because goalies that are probably less talented, like the Corey Crossers of the world, who's accomplished a ton, probably rank higher on that list, right? Like almost like that. This era is Chris Osgood. Yeah, we're like, oh right, he's won a ton. I bet you forget about him. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about Martin Brodeur either. Nah, he's he was an early. Oh yeah, he was two thousand late nineties. That Luongo yeah. had his best season. Right? Yeah, that's still that's not good. I that still bugs me. Best season ever. Then was it one night later? Brodeur gets it, and then he gets the Vesna. And was Luongo nominated for Hart that that year? It was. It was like the year that uh, Naslin have, was having his magical run, and on the final night of the season, Peter Forsberg came in and oh. scooped the scoring title. You can't fault you can't fault Foppa though for that. No, Foppa's the best. Like he was just you hated him because he was just insanely awesome. Just insanely awesome. Um what do you got on there? I'm kinda looking at a bunch of stuff on our list. Um you had a couple little items there. There's I guess some other news that kind of came out a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, there was ago. some sad sad news. So uh Jimmy Hayes. Jimmy Hayes passed away a couple days ago. Um I don't know. I haven't been following too closely to know what, and I don't know if I want to know what what happened or what was going on. But only thirty one, uh, you know, super super well liked, just like all these guys are by their teammates and huge. And was a good NHL player for 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 a lot of years, right? And that's tough. But you then pile that on, and just like just one month ago, Mattis Kevlenix passed away too. That's right. right. It was like a crazy thing, like a firework accident. So. Yeah, crazy, crazy, sad, sad week for the NHL family in the last month or two. Um, with some, you know, one really prominent guy and and a, and a really young up and comer. Kev Lennox was only twenty four. So, mm. yeah, Hayes. I was reading a few like Instagram posts and uh, stuff on Twitter. Like, like his the Hayes family, it is like royalty. Maybe I'm I'm not quite sure. Again, I don't know enough, but it sounds like. Like this family, like was involved heavily in like Massachusetts hockey, especially Boston, obviously. But that like their name carried pretty far, so like they were very well known, like all around. And for something like that to happen, I mean, it's it's devastating. Thirty one years old. Like I was just chatting with my aunt and uncle the other day, and like my little cousin is uh, what is he now? I think he's thirty one. And I'm just thinking, like, there's no way, like that that just doesn't compute. It doesn't compute. It's it's not very old, man. No, it, I when mean, you're a kid, you think thirty is like that's old? Like I'm, I'm turning thirty-eight. Really that's still like nothing. You're what? Man, look at you. You're, you're. A, we're grown children. I am a grown child. <laughs> I'm just, just trying to get by, trying to speed skate, live up to my kids' expectations. You know. So, anyway, yeah, absolutely sad. Um, again, we've got. Was that enough hockey? Can we go? Can we go to the food takes for a second? Sure, let's hit some. Actually, takes. you know what? We have a question. I'm not going to get to the food take because we got to ask this. So I, I did reach out, um, at jcog88 hashtag wear a mask his name. His question was: Will the Canucks finish ahead of Edmonton and the Kraken? That's a tough one because I mean, they could almost finish between them, or they could finish below both of them technically. 
I mean, what are the expectations for her? We talked to Haxtell last week, and I mean, you know they're going to want to make a run. The Canucks better make a run, or this team is going to be absolutely dismantled. What do you think? Yeah, so I feel like, you know, after talking with Hack, it was like, how, how can you not feel motivated? I want to win for him. Like that talk? But they, these guys, that's their job. Yeah. It's, it's to motivate people, right? So there's also, you know, 31 other coaches in the league that are motivating their players too, right? So you'd hope you have to, you have to almost take it like it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a wash almost, right? So sure. Uh, yeah, I think they, I think the Canucks have the horses to finish above Edmonton and certainly Seattle. I, I don't think Seattle's going to have a great season this year. And I think they're going to do probably better than they would if they were in a different conference because that conference is so weak. You that think they like have to do better. So you think them coming in this year is kind of like the perfect storm for them? Yeah. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win some games, but I think they're gonna be in tough to. I mean that that roster's not top end talent like it like the Vegas roster was, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm not I'm not hawking on what they picked. No, it's a different team that, though. Right? But it's a it's a it really is a different team. It's yeah. still completely different than the Vegas roster. So I, I will say that. I think Edmonton certainly better finish above them in the standings. Yeah. But they, they have the other crazy GM in the league who's doing crazy stuff. Right. And eventually that's going to come back to hamstring those guys. So, and it's Edmonton. I, they've done nothing to, to, to prove to me that they're going to be an elite team other than the fact that they have elite players, but there's other teams in this division that have elite players too. So Uh, Vancouver might not have them signed yet, but yeah. Well, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously coming. Did you see, speaking of, uh, you know, maybe not making it, did you see uh, there was some guy that tweeted about that he was had season tickets for the Oilers for like years and years and years, but because of this, um, the vaccine passport at Rex, or not Rexall, at, uh, what do they call that place, Rogers Place, that he's, he's, the Oilers no more. He's getting rid of his season tickets, he's out. So that was the tipping point for him. Like, that was it. This is where people are getting at right now. Like, you were okay with the mediocrity and then the absolute collapse of a team that two years ago everyone thought was going to make a run. But this was your breaking point. Like, I just... People are weird right now. People are really weird right now. So so why is he... He's because... Because of the vaccine passport. He's like, nope, this is ridiculous. I can't support that. Uh, Okay, but like, um, it's just silly, right? Like, you look at you take the just, team. Hang on, let me just go see if I can find um, my vaccine passport um, from the '80s, because that's how long they've been doing vaccine passports for. When I got vaccinated as a child, when I didn't have a choice, and I also didn't get measles, mumps, or rubella, and literally, it's called a vaccine passport. Yeah, this is not a new thing. But it's I just. But it's crazy yeah. that that's the tipping point. I see what you're saying, and there's going to be tons of people. That oh yeah, I know. They're, they're, everything's coming out of the world. It's just I, I couldn't believe, it. and a lot of people obviously voice their opinion on you that. Make one tweet about get over it. It's just a vaccine passport, and people slide into your DMs. Yeah, it's over. Take a big shit on your front lawn. Yeah, <laughs> and then stomp it out, and you're like, ah, oh, my shoes. I ruined them. Uh, we it's have... funny. You make the tweet, boom, you lost ten followers. Oh, or worse, <laughs> or worse. Or worse, but when you know, I don't have many to begin with, so that's the way it works. No, you're you're tenure. doing okay. You're doing all right. So we've got uh, we've got a few things in here for. I mean, it's kind of a food question. Now this is for you, so maybe you want to read it. So I'm gonna. Steve Fisher had like two questions, so I'm gonna read his first one, and maybe I, I love can... Steve Fisher, but he's wrong about mashed potatoes. That's all. Yeah, that's fine, and we disagree on there, but at the same time, in a loving way. So, Steve Fisher, SS Fisher, 87, co-host of Ballhawks Pod. You gotta listen. I, It's tough for me, because it is a longer podcast. I I wasn't sure how I was gonna finish. Like, these are my boys. Like, they're great. Steve and Chris do a phenomenal job. Their third down segment, love it. It's, it is love must, it. it is must listen um, audio. You guys have to check it out. Uh, I'm on the road a lot during the week, so that's how I I take in all my podcasts as I'm driving unless around. Unless it's unless it's the third down segment and, it, and it's about movies. And yeah. it's a dead but you know what? Then I'm still listening movies. because like I'm like these guys are idiots. So I I do enjoy that part. And yes, if you're watching, feel free to chime in, boys. 
but like it is great. It's 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 about two hours, but you're getting a ton of NFL content, and they're absolutely killing it. So you guys have to check out uh, the Ball Hawks Pod, which and they're get. I mean, again, they're doing so well. They're also on the Dean Blundell Network. So here's the thing: I'm stealing one we got a few weeks back. He says, if you had to live. This is always funny. If you had to live the rest of your lives with either T-Rex arms or penguin legs, what would you choose? I'm going to let you answer this first. T-Rex arms or penguin legs. I got this locked already. This is an easy this is an easy this is an easy answer. It should be, but I'm interested yeah. to see just in case you Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? You surprised me. What's your call? This, this is an easy answer. I'm... I don't, I'm never, ever skipping leg day. And there's, I don't, you don't need to work your arms up. Guys who go to the gym, they have arm day. It's arm day. day. There's no such thing as arm day. You just no. go to the gym and then your arms get worked on no matter what. It's the fact that you go to the gym and you don't skip the leg day. And I'll tell you what, the T-Rex don't skip leg day. And I don't want to be no penguin. You don't want to be that guy who walks around like an upside down triangle. That's not me. T-Rex all the way. But then you have normal sure. arms. You can hold things. You gotta yeah, think you can't about run that. Away. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I guess e- this is really dumb, but each animal is adapted to their location, right? <laughs> but I, but when I'm not. It's not about swimming. It's like you're this animal, you're this animal. I'm like, a t- yeah, I'm a T Rex. I'd rather be a T Rex. But I, I all think day, every day you're only getting the arms of the T Rex. You can't be the big T Rex. You only get the T Rex arms. So like the scrawny. So you and get T Rex legs. No, you get normal what? legs. You get Ted legs with T Rex arms. I I would rather I'd rather have my legs. So you're gonna go the scrawny arms. Scrawny arms. I just scrawny I, arms, great legs. I couldn't Basically imagine a that. hockey player. Couldn't imagine that. But now that you bring up that like you can't get away, I I, I was gonna go penguin actually. I was. Of course you. I was gonna go penguin because <laughs> I thought like no man, I need my arms. I need to be. I got a good reach already, but. You do make a good point that, I mean, yeah, you do need, I guess you just decide what do you this need This is a really in. good bridge you rather. Steve is fucking with us on this. He one, is. And I'd, he's, rather, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have the T-Rex legs. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to stick with Penguin. I want my arms. I feel I can accomplish more with my arms than I need for my legs. Right? I wonder who would win in a fight. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> two, if you had two equally matched individuals. Yeah. And one was had jacked legs and tiny little arms, and the other had huge arms but tiny little legs. I wonder who would win in a fight. I think I just want to see that. I want to see <laughs> someone like animate that and just laugh. Yes. Like, I think they would just like kind of, I don't know, like balance out and like just fall over or something. Yeah. Hi, hi. What go. do I do? Well, that's good. Penguin. Whatever. That's good. That's yeah. Good. You're wrong, but it's cool. It's good. It's good. I, it's. I mean, I. Thankfully, I hopefully I'll never be in that situation. I so. am curious what Steve would pick, so we'll have to ask him. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you have this open or not. Do you want me to? Do you want me to read this out for you? So is follow up on this, or are you going to read it? You, you go ahead. So okay. So I'm going to read this out. So it says this is follow up, and and Ted T three. Can you ask Ryan why he sucks for hating pumpkin flavored things? Thanks. Huh. Well, that's a bit. Ryan, why do you suck for hating pumpkin flavor? I don't suck. Do I suck? No. I'm here. I'm here with you. I've achieved some elite status by hanging out with you. I can answer this. So Ryan doesn't like pumpkin flavored things because back in the day, he was a a really big Starbucks buff. He would go and he would spend upwards of $100 a week at Starbucks. And his favorite drink was the pumpkin spice latte. And what happened was on PSL day, he went and got a pumpkin spice latte. Someone called him a basic bitch, and he's been. <laughs> I've never heard this story. <laughs> wow. Facts. You heard it here first. No rebuttals. <sighs> well, I mean, you're wrong. Who asked that question? Was that Steve? Steve, yeah. Yes. I love that, that is, I mean, that's a great question. That's actually, the question itself was terrible. He sucks for that question. 
But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the answer you gave way way better props than the question itself. Um, I no, I just don't see the fixation with the pumpkin. Pumpkin is today pumpkin spice latte day. It was like a day or two ago. Okay, it, like pumpkins suck though. Like they're fun to carve. Do you eat pumpkin? And like we were talking about this at work the other day, like pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. I love pumpkin pie. How much pumpkin is in the pumpkin pie? It's the flavor, Ryan. Exactly. It's the flavor. It's flavor. Nobody eats pumpkin, you animal. It's the flavor. But is that what you want? Oh, I'm, I like vanilla a lot. I'm just going to fucking crunch on vanilla. It's so good. Oh. It is pretty good. Oh, I don't like I don't like raw vanilla. That means I can't like the vanilla flavor. Get out of here. No. You're such a clown. You're a clown. We actually had a pretty good little beef uh, the other day. That's a di- that's a dig, and I will not stand for this. I will not stand. I'm technically sitting, so I must be a penguin, I guess. Um, wow, <laughs> off the rails completely. How far? This is this is actually one of the questions that we had. How far is Travis Green willing to go when it comes to giving Bo Horvat more offensive opportunities? I think we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago. That with the depth that this team is going to see this year. Bo Horvat is going to kind of, which it should have kind of happened last year, but it, it kind of did on the power play. They're going to relegate, not relegate, but he's going to be primed to be in more um, choice minutes. He's going to be in better scenarios for him to succeed. Whereas the top line, the, you know, the lotto line is still going to get, you know, a hefty amount of the work. But because you've got a pod Colson coming in, You've got second year Huglander. You've got now Connor Garland. You have a lot of versatile uh, forwards that you can use now. And I think for Bo, he's going to get less of the matchup minutes. So I think for Travis Green, the opportunity is just basically the addition of those players. Obviously, the subtraction of you know those bottom six players. That it just it's I I. I don't think they actually have to give him more minutes. I just think that the opportunities will present themselves a lot easier because they're going to have to focus on on the other guys. And I, I mean, I fully expect Elias Pettersson to have a massive bounce back year after his injury. Brock Besser clearly is going to carry on what he did from a season ago. Um, I Jade, think Brock's going to be even better. I hope so. Yeah. yeah, I'm horny on Maine for Brock Besser. That's for sure. As Ryan Schapp would say, like, what's not to like? You got to call there. Bring him on the podcast. So I, I don't know. Like, do you, how do you feel about how do you feel about Mister Horvat and his opportunities? I I I love Bo Horvat's game. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a little bit strange in the in the fact that he's more of a goal scoring center than he is a, a playmaking center. So right. that that throws things a little bit for a loop but when you put him with a guy like Hoaglander who's kind of more of a playmaking winger than a goal scoring winger it, it's a nice it's a nice compliment right. right it's a nice complimentary player so I think that I think that Bo is a superior offensive player compared to what his defensive chops look like I've I've felt like in the past that Bo has been somewhat misused as a shutdown center, as a as a top matching pairing center, because when you look at all of his his games, and I feel like especially from the eyeball side of things, the the reason why that they're scoring more is is because I mean they're better with the puck, right? I mean he can he can do more he can do more with the puck. He he does more offensively when they put him into a role where he's required to shut down a player. He's not yeah. as he's not as good. And that was him coming out of junior where everybody was expecting this guy to possibly be like a Taves type. Right. Possibly be like a, you know, this guy could develop into a Selkie type player. So it turns out that he's actually a better offensive player than everybody than anybody thought that he right. was going to be. And he's actually less of a defensive player than anybody thought that he was going to be. So maybe a little miscast then. It's possibly a little miscast, and I don't think that's. I just think it's almost it's happened out of necessity, where he's found the best way to be a defender just to have the puck. But you know what? It's been score. You talk about opportunity, and I think because he's been forced to be in in that position so much, they didn't have any other any other choice. Right. Like, so now what's going to happen is they're going to actually be able to free him up with Dickinson in the lineup, mm-hmm. and and you you still have a really a quality you know, fourth liner in Brandon Sutter as well. 
who you know can handle those minutes and has done you know a, a pretty admirable job. You you can't ask for much more than a million dollar first fourth line center than a Brandon Sutter. I think you take that ten out of ten times. Ryan Johnson very similar when he was with the Canucks. His oh, his years him. back can win faceoffs, yeah. right? Um, so it allows you to match up a little better, right? You can you can reasonably go out there with the way that. I mean, essentially, Dickinson is the exact opposite of what Horvat is. So his, you think he's going to, the yin to his, his yang. De- yeah, his defensive numbers are equal to what Horvat's offensive numbers are and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. Probably Horvat's probably a better defender than Dickinson is an offensive player. But okay. that being said, that his metrics allow him to, to go up against the Connor McDavid's and the, the, the Leon Dreisaitl's and, and, and these, these top lines and the Goudreau's out of Calgary, right? Yeah. And you can literally free up Bo to probably match up against, you know, third, maybe even sometimes fourth line based on the fact that you know that the other team's going to be matching up to have their top players face off against the, the Pedersen lineup, right? So yeah, who who knows where this thing goes? But I think Dickinson, the, he's the real key in this thing. Dickinson allows Horvat to do more. And I think that's always what they were hoping when they got Sutter initially was that Sutter was going to really shield him. And what yeah. it ended up being is Bo was shielding Sutter. Yeah. And again, it got miscast. He was end up he ended up being relied upon to be more of a defensive forward, yeah. which it you know he kept fighting away from that essentially. Like he kept proving like no, I can do the scoring thing too. Yeah, and consider I liken this this chance at change, and and I know that they're very different players, but. If you think about what happened when Vancouver got their hands on Manny Melhotra and how they deployed him and how much it freed up Brian Kessler. Mm-hmm. So the, the Sedins were taking care of managing top-minute matchup against other top defenders. Melhotra was given the tough assignment on any team on any given night versus the opposition. And that former guy that you used as a defensive weapon in Ryan Kessler, who was very capable of doing so, he was a much better defender than, than Bo Horvat is. Right. Was now freed up to become an offensive player. Boom, 40 goals. And I'm not saying that Bo's going to go out and pop 40. Yeah. But his offensive game, as it's done most years, is going to is gonna bump again, I feel like. As yeah. long as he stays healthy and long as they're in rhythm and, and all those things. But he has the opportunity. There's no reason why it shouldn't be able to unless he has like a big slump or a big fall off for some reason. But I don't think he's in a regression at this point. And there's a lot of guys around him, too. Again, not necessarily around Bo because we don't know how they're going to configure those lines and we don't know what's going to happen with Tanner Pearson. I think you kind of said, you know, to make these contracts happen, he may be the useful chip potentially. Yeah. So you've got a Hoglander, you've got a Pod Coles, and you've got Connor Garland. Um, I mean, again, Pearson is still here for the time being. Uh, Tyler Mott is going to be back. You've got, like, there's there's a lot of moving parts on this team right now. And I think mm-hmm. that... Not only do we have, you know, the opportunity for for Bo, but I think those other guys are also a few other X factors for him to to move up because now, like a guy like Connor Garland, is more of a playmaking, you know. Yeah. So you, you've got you've got a little bit of that as well. So you're not having to necessarily rely. You're not relying on that one that one fixture to say like, okay, because of this, it's going to be this. Well, it's actually the whole ecosystem that's allowing this guy. And maybe maybe that actually allows the lotto line to have more favorable matchups at some point, right? Because now you take away act- the actual matchups that we're talking about, where they're line matching against top players or or the problem players that they need to keep at bay. And, you know, eventually that's going to get wasted on. And that's that's when you see it, uh, the lotto line or whoever happens to configure that top line. So I think it's it might actually uh, benefit all three of them. I agree. I I, I... I think a guy like this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think a guy like like Tyler Mott is a really nice trade chip. And I know that the team likes him a lot, and the coach likes him a lot, and I know that the fans like Tyler Mott a lot. Yeah, but there's a there's a guy who skates. He's got a nonstop motor. You know that he's going to be liked by other NHL franchises. He's got a half decent contract. Yeah, and and he's still relatively young. And I think that. The Canucks have a guy like that in their system right now who could probably step in and do similar things in Lockwood. So here's I maybe can I add to that? Yeah. So what if you put like a Tanner Pearson and Tyler Mott package together? Sure. I, yeah. So if we talk about Tanner Pearson, I believe Tanner Pearson's contract might be too inflated for them to move. So you might have to give that trade chip, and maybe that trade chip is is to, it comes in the form of a Tyler Mott. Right. 
So I, people won't like that. People probably won't like me even saying that, but if you're looking at it from a subjective point of view, I think that's, that's Tyler Mott in this position. So I think that's a funny one. I think that, that Paul, Paul Colson's really going to be a very important piece in this thing, right? Just like Bo Horvat was rookie seven season. years ago, six years ago. Like in his rookie year. In his rookie year. And and I bet you, like, I would say right now that you can pencil Vasily Paul Colson in for, you know, 12 and 12. Do you 12 think, and 13. Do you think, think he even starts on the fourth line? I don't know if he starts on the fourth line. I just don't know if he's got the same offensive chops that Bo has. Right. That nobody thought he had. And I think he's a better defender than Bo at the same age. So I think that you can probably plot him down for 25 points. Mm-hmm. That would be a really successful season. Yeah. And I think he's got a better Corsi rating at the end of the year. I bet you he's controlling play better than Bo was at the same age. Interesting. And probably looks like a better prospect. And that then allow them that then will allow them to move a guy like a Tanner Pearson or a Tyler Mott or on whoever the, else. But you're basically going on the on the bet or on the hunch that that's going to happen. Yeah, you'd have to move them before. A, this isn't a blow you out of the water rookie campaign. This probably isn't going to get him nominated for a Calder, but he's going to be such a good defensive player because I believe that hype. Yeah. And and Bo looked like he was going to be a dope defensive player too, and he's he's a quality NHLer. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's going to he's the guy that one day could possibly win a Selkie, and that's going out on a ledge. Uh, look how long it took Kessler to get that far, though. And then he he just and he did, and he was that was a tough year too. Like he had to blow things up to. He's, and you know what? What's crazy about numbers wise, from a defensive point of view, he was better the year before. Yeah. Right? He I mean, he just got the clearance the next year, basically. Yeah. Um. So let's maybe lean a little bit. We're gonna almost be done here, but let's lean into. Uh, I mean, it shows that we're only forty minutes in, but that's because I forgot to hit record. Or not record, uh, go live. So thank you for anybody that is currently watching this. Um, another guy that's basically going into, I mean, equally important year is Brock Besser. So Brady kind of put up in in the rundown that, you know, is this the year that he finally goes and hits 30 or 30 plus? And I think all the things that we've talked about recently just now I think with all those different variables going on, I think, again, Pedersen coming back and having a bounce back year, Brock is not going to lose a step. He's, even in the Beauty League, he's just shredding. And, I mean, that's for fun. But he is making it look like he's got the full pop going on still. And he did last year. And I think there are there's better talent around him this season where, you know, he might just go ham and just absolutely dominate. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think Brock scores. Here's my bold prediction, and I hope someone writes this down. I think Brock Besser is going to score 35 goals this season. 30-plus okay. for sure, 35 goals. I don't, is, I don't know if it's bold, but I, I think it's do doable. Do you want to say a 35-goal pace, sir? Because there's all this pandemic shit. We no. Know 80, 30, it's going to happen. He's, okay. he's, they're going to have the whatever the the vaccine passport big billboard and in the intermission and he's going to absolutely lace through that thing. He's going to shoot it down. Shoot it down. 35 goals. I'll say and I agree with that stat that he is not going to slow down. I'll say that I believe that that Brock is a 30 goal scorer. Okay. And the push will be that he may not score all of those goals with the Canucks. Oh. So, uh, I just believe that he is, he he has, he's such a good piece, right? He's the piece you want to keep, but he's also the piece that has, his contract is right. His age is right. His, his ability is right there where you need it to be. The position is what you need. He's got the right amount of experience. He's coming off of an injury-plagued, previously injury-plagued season where he's followed it up by a quality season. And he's he's right there at that moment on the cusp of being too expensive to afford in a trade mm-hmm. and not a bargain where you get him for cheap where the team isn't going to move him because they're not ready to give up on him. So you think he's sitting you get- right there in that medium spot. 
do you get and quality I think return? That unfortunately, I think Brock is probably there's a chance that he could be the odd man out if a trade ever happens. And I don't want to see him go. No, obviously. no, no. You're going I mean, on a bold take, and that's fair. It's 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 a take, and I'll probably get shit on for it. But if I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong for the for the, the good reasons, right? So, okay. So this is interesting, and I'll I want you to explore this for a second. So let's say they make that trade. Let's say this is what happens this year. Who would be two teams that you could see that trade going to? I mean, I oh, guess Minnesota's man. an easy one. Sure. You know, yeah, bring them home. That's always the one that you think of, right? So do you go like Matt Dumba for Brock Besser? I think at this point, so previously when Brock was in his poor season, yeah. it was Matt Dumba. Yeah. Brock is not in his poor season anymore. And I don't I can't remember what what Dumba did last year, but it'd be Dumba Plus at this point, right? Or maybe so, yeah. Uh who is that um Erickson Eck or whatever, mm-hmm. like that. Yol. Yeah. I mean Yol. that would be that's I, mean, gonna, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because then we get more. Then we've got an Ekman Larson and an Erickson Eck, and we just got rid of an Erickson. That's a <laughs> yeah. lot of. That's a bad juju right there. It could be bad juju, but so Minnesota is always an option. But you got to feel like, like, like Brock is going to be available to a Midwest team. I could see a team like Carolina, Carolina being high on a guy like Brock. Because the thing about Brock is, is that he's he's gonna get older, like they all do. And he doesn't have the same skating that some of those burner guys have, right? Like eventually skating will start to catch up to him. So it's, it's his like shot. A Paul Correa. But he's got his shot that keeps him going. He's got his shot, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could ultimately see him going out to a team like Detroit. What about Florida? I mean, Florida is always a trade partner with, with, yeah. with the Canucks, right? So that doesn't matter what area you say the Canucks are yeah. an option with Florida. It's, it's yeah. it, it rings true. From Pavel. I mean, and you got to think too. Every time that they've made that move, it's been it's been a blockbuster. It's been roses, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to say for both sides, really. So that's a that's a take. It, the chances of it happening are very very slim, but that's like the shot, right? You call in your shot, and you know what? Here's the thing too, like to just to follow that up and and put a nice little bow on it. Of all the players on this team, of all the stars, the core four, if you will. Of all those guys, who's been given probably the best treatment of those four? I mean, Bo, obviously, but I mean, they have they have taken care of Brock. Yes, it went into, because um, he had, uh, what's it called, the two-point whatever, his, um, his RFA status. So that carried into training camp. But, I mean, they've been by his side. They've backed up Brock. And yet, you look at this scenario right now with... Um, with Hughes and, and PD, and there's a few other players that they've kind of, you know, gone down to the wire with. But I do find it interesting, though, as he is definitely a guy that makes the most sense um, if they had to make a move for something. And I would hate to see him. I love Brock Besser. He's my favorite. But at the same time, like, I mean, he he has been he has been taken care of. Like they, they do really respect that guy. So if it happened, the Canucks too, right? Yeah. I think it's been a really nice two way street for, for both parties. So I, that would be a tough one. Cause I think they would need to make sure they're getting maximum return on that because there's no way other than that, then you do, then you go and you, you sign him. Cause again, if he's, he goes 30 plus or he's on pace to hit 30 plus by the trade deadline. I mean, geez, at that point, if he's going, if he's on pace for thirty plus, though, like that close, if he's within, let's say he gets it early, right? And let's say he's at like twenty six or something by the trade deadline. I mean, you can't trade him at that point. You can't trade the hot. You can't trade the hot ticket. You're not on a playoff run at that point. So, I don't know. My two cents. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I think there are definitely still things that are keeping people going uh, with the Canucks. And it has been. It's It's been a, a bit of a slow go the last little bit because I think everybody's waiting for that spark. All the fireworks already happened uh, with free agency and the expansion draft and obviously the the draft itself, the Dickinson signing. And, you know, they're, they're, they're cleaning up all their, you know, all the housekeeping there. But um, final thing, this is the big one. NHL ads on jerseys are happening this season. And I, I thought about this. I've listened to a few podcasts about this one. And in like the 70s and the 80s, there was nothing on the boards or on the ice. And if there was, it was very little. You saw the odd ad 
slowly eke in. And now you've got digital ads that you only see at home. You've got the ads on the boards. You've got the ads on the ice. Obviously, all around the arena, it's cladded. You've got, they just added the on the helmet, which everybody crapped on and you really don't notice. So you've got that. I mean, we all thought it was terrible when they put the number on the front of the helmet and it's obviously no one cares. So now that they've added these advertisements as the patch, which they've been doing in the AHL for years. Well, they been... did it last year. Does nobody remember this? Which? They had Rogers on the side of their helmet. That's what I'm stuff. saying. Okay. So they've done the helmets, and now they're on jerseys. So the AHLs had stuff on their jerseys for years and years and years. Um, the Manitoba Moose had, I think, like McDonald's and Toyota at some point. So they've had those. You see it. You know, in the WHL, they've had it for a while. The CFL, I mean, they had to have it because they need money. But it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, if you go to the Stanley Cup final you and you're a captain, you got the captaincy. Sorry. You got your ad. Stanley Cup patch somewhere over here. You know, maybe it's a 30th anniversary you got over here. So you're, you are running out of a, a little bit of real estate. But it really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, man. I, I, I think people know that I like just like to disagree on this show from time to time. Yeah. Just because, but yeah. I don't. I don't care. No. Who gives a shit? I I probably don't want to see a logo go away, a crest. No. In favor of O2. Ah, uh, yes. Or or a Vodafone or something like that. I probably don't want to see that. I I would probably not like to see the Montreal Canadiens. Habs like a Habiton logo go away and there be a Bell logo on it. Probably right. wouldn't want to see that. No. And I know people have argued and said, "Well, that's just you. You take start taking steps down this road, and that's where it's going to end up." Like, psh. no. Come on. They can only go so far. If we're gonna see, if we're gonna see logos and advertisements on on the teams, that's, I don't care. Like, I'm fine with it. It's not like the history. The, the history is so rich that we we're 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 better than. You know the English Premier League, where they they allow sponsorships to be on jerseys. Like I don't, I don't care. Plus, in in the culture that we have today, when somebody gets a sponsor on there, I mean, who else is going to dig up shit on the sponsor and, and choose that they're not cheering for a team anymore because they're sponsored by Gillette? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's, it's going to give us stuff to talk about. I mean, I don't care. I don't it, care at all. And here's the other little ticker on that: it moves the needle so little for me. It does. But it is money. So when you put money into the league, into all these teams and whatever, where does that money go? It goes to the league, goes to the teams. What does that mean? It means the players get more because eventually the salary cap goes up. So you may hate these ads, everyone. We don't want them there, clearly. Just like we don't want a bunch of other stuff. But you know what? Do you want Brock Besser on the Vancouver Canucks? Do you want Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson on the Canucks? They need the money. They need the money on those ads. So guess what? If you got a little, uh, I don't know, what's something that's cool in Vancouver, BC? What are they? It's going to be Rogers, isn't uh, it? Lyft. Lyft? Uh, it is, it's going to be Lyft, isn't it? It's, or what's a Gallardi-owned thing, a property or something? Wouldn't that be the yeah. ultimate flex? Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we should do a deep dive on that. Um they need the money. The NHL is going to be just fine. You're going to still watch because you're a sucker just like me. Sorry to tell you. Any final words, Ted? No, nah, man. Cool, bud. I, I, this has been a fun episode. Yeah, I don't know how we got through it. It was an absolute train wreck, but it was kind of fun. Food take, but did we? We kind of. It was like the pumpkin spice thing. Oh so, right, yeah. So if you had one, we can fill it in at the end. Or are you good? Because I, I don't. No, need I, it. I, I, uh... If you have a take, I'm here for it. No, I I think I'm good. I'm good for now. I did I did go to a restaurant last night and have some yoki. Okay. And it was with a bucks. G. Yeah. How do you say it? Yeah, probably the same way. Gnocchi. Ganaki. Um. So I had some yoki. Yeah. And it was ten bucks. Yeah. For an appy size yoki, and yeah. it came to the table, and there was there was five little gnocchis there. That were barely bigger than a cap and crunch piece. 
And I was like, these things better be good because there's five people at this table and we're going to split a gnocchi each. Oh, man. And it, I tell you, man, it was not that good. I've made, I've made gnocchi before and, 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 and I've, I've eaten it lots and this was extremely average. And it was really expensive for really average gnocchi. Wow. That's uh, that's a heartbreaker. Yeah. So that was my food take. Um, uh, I probably won't name the restaurant, but yeah. It's, as if they listen and of course they're the it one person okay <laughs> there you go you've outed them we're very sorry for micro so maybe next time be better serve six instead of five it was it was all right but i mean who's buying noki come on why are you ordering oh, that bought it. I, so this is uh Ramel, the guy the question that's my that's my sister's boyfriend maybe soon to be brother-in-law who knows i don't know oh groundbreaking great dude it was all right, he says. Super good guy. He played it. He came out and played, played baseball. He took your spot. Ah, well. So did he pitch? Well, he his first swing, he hit one over the fence. It just went foul. Son of a And dude. the guy like has never really played baseball. He was, uh-huh. I've heard he was that line before. That's great. I heard that line before. Well, So I just you know, keep bringing family out. Yeah, I appreciate that. We got to get yeah. our buddy Aaron back on the team. Remember him? Yeah. We got to yeah. get him back. This has been an absolutely wild episode. I don't know if you guys enjoyed it. You better have because we hung around for an hour to do this multiple versions of this so you definitely missed part of the audio part so you're gonna have to listen to the podcast and you forgot to press record and you forgot to post the episode (sighs) this has been my worst you like logistically this has been terrible so this is episode 104 of the pp1 podcast we didn't even talk about the title but that's okay so go uh set up your milk crates and post up your great video i hope you break your neck and if you don't Actually, you know what? If you do break your neck, you're not going anywhere. So uh, listen to one of our old episodes. We'd really appreciate it. Like and subscribe. Um, help us jump up the rankings so that we can eventually top 64th in Canada for Hockey Podcasts. I am saying this on behalf of Ted, who's at the office. Ryan, I'm downstairs. Brady at work. This is the PP1 Podcast. Peace out. Peace. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.